Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. And I'm ready for this word. If you're ready for this word, I'm ready for it. And I believe that God is going to speak through it tonight. Um, How many of you guys like fruits? Some people said I was forced to eat it when I was a kid. (laughs) I love apples. If anybody knows me, they know that I love fruits, but amongst the fruits, I love apples. It's just there's something about apples. Any apple lovers here tonight? Any apple lovers? I see some apple. I'm not talking about the computer. I'm talking about the real fruit. I see some people. <laughs> I, love, I love apples. You know, I mean, if you love apples, you're, you're my dog. I love you so much, too. Uh, and I remember one time I was in the 10th grade, and um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't decide to pack a lunch that day. I said, I'm going to take like six apples and a juice box. Remember those juice boxes? I said, I'm going to take a juice box and six apples, and I'm going to, you know, grade 10, and, you know, I'll be all right. I'll play basketball at lunch, and then I'll just take some apples on the way to class. I'm fine. And so I remember that day I ate the first apple. It was cool. Second apple, third apple, fourth apple, fifth apple. I'm on my sixth apple. And the first thing when I do when I bite it, y'all already know what's up. You see all of the brown spots on it, on the inside of it, and it tastes disgusting. And I thought to myself, is, is, is this what I bargained for when I picked up this apple? It seems as though I thought that this was a good apple, but the moment I took a bite out of it, I realized that it was spoiled. So I went to go pick another one because I had one in my teacher's class. I said, ma'am, I didn't bring a lunch today. Can I have some apples? You know, if you go to the, you know, in the high school, you go to the principal's office, they'll give you some fruits or whatever. Or some granola bars or something. So they gave me another apple. I kept eating it, kept eating it, kept eating it. But as I kept eating it, I loved the apple. But then I got to this part of the apple where... I came into contact with this thing called the seed. Someone say seed. And, and if you've never tasted the seed of an apple, it's so sour. It's disgusting. Well, okay, maybe you like it. I'm not going to say it's disgusting. Maybe some people like it, but for me, I didn't like it. I, I didn't think that it was good. So I came into contact with this, with this seed, and I started, I started looking at it, and I said, my goodness, I actually ate it, and then I had to just you know, bring it out, and I said, this thing is disgusting. I don't want to ever eat a seed of an apple again. I love it so much, but there was some part of it that I didn't really like, and God began to speak through me through this word and said, Kof, I want you to bring your attention to this word. In this scripture in Matthew 13, I'm talking about seeds being thrown on wayside, seeds being thrown on thorny ground, seeds even being thrown on stony ground, seeds being thrown on good soil, but then he began to speak to me through this word and said, Kof, have you ever wondered in this scripture why I never spoke about the seed I said well God it is about the seed you're you're throwing the seed and he said that's the revelation son it's actually not about the seed it's about where the seed is going to land and God began to speak to me about this thing and said some people in this room are frustrated but it's not because you don't have a gift it's because you haven't had the right environment to birth it who's with me here tonight do I have a church or he said that you, you, it's not that you don't have the gift it's not that you don't have the talent it's that you haven't been placed in the right environment for your talent to become a reality but I think tonight we are going to birth talents and realities that are going to come out I, I believe it with my whole heart that tonight there's some talents that are going to come out of you you're not going to realize it by the time you get home you're just going to sit down and the whole business plan you've been dreaming about you've been talking about you've been praying about somebody's going to call you and going to say I want to partner with you because I have the finances to fund your dream I believe that not only is God going to give you finances, but finances are going to chase you. That people will chase you with finances. If you receive that, say, I receive that. God began to tell me. He said, your gift, your talent, your purpose is not gone. It's looking for an environment to be birthed. 
that God began to speak to me through this word and I asked these guys to cut out a mango for me just so that you can really see the seed of a fruit. And see, when you look at this mango seed, if I took this mango seed and I planted it in the ground, it would, you know, of course by time, by, by, by being meticulous about it, by, by taking my time with it and watering and doing all the things I need to do, this will actually birth what? A mango tree, wouldn't it? And all from, you know, for a long, not a long time afterwards, you'll begin to actually get mangoes and fruits from what's been sown. God began to speak to me through this word and said, Kofi, this year is a year of manifestation. A year where what you've sown, you're going to reap. A year where what you've placed in the ground, you're going to see spring up. A year where some dreams that you placed that you thought that nobody would ever call you for, some gigs you thought nobody would ever call you for, some talents you never thought you would actually use, you're going to have to put them to use this year. Because this year, I'm trying to tell you something. Last year, you saw the trees coming together. But this year, the fruits are on the plant now. And you're about to take what you've been sowing and about to use them for good use. Tap three people, say, it's about to happen. Come on, tap three other people, say, it's about to happen. A seed is a source of development that has the capacity to grow or to reproduce. So when you look at a seed, it has the capacity, even though right now, I look at this thing right now, it, it doesn't look like a mango. In fact, it's in a mango. But if I take this out and I sow it in the ground, after some time, it will become a mango. You see, our lives are like seeds. Our lives have the capacity to grow. Our lives have the capacity to, to reproduce. If you look at it, God began to speak to me. And he said, there's different types of seeds. And I, I want to talk to you today about the different types of seeds. And if you're looking for a sermon title, tap three people and tell them, say, won't he do it? Come on, tap three people. Say, won't he do it? Come on, tap three other people. Say, won't he do it? What God has said he's going to do, he's about to do. I believe it. I don't know if I'm in a church here tonight, but I really do believe it. I believe that God is going to do something awesome here tonight. So God began to speak to me and he said, listen, there's six types of different seeds that people actually never think about. Another thought, never thought that it could be a seed, but I want to open up your revelation and open up your eyes to see that number one, your resources are a seed. Your money, your time, all those things are seed. Your resources, what is in your, what's in your pocket, what you, what you work so hard to get can be used as a seed to see something that you've never seen before. If you look at the scripture in Genesis, the Bible says that as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time shall never seed. So you'll always, always, always see what you sow. So if you want to see a bigger harvest, sow a bigger seed. Are you with me tonight? Number two, talent. Your talent is a seed. Your talent is a seed. I'm just going to go through these really quickly and then get into something that God wants us to speak about tonight. Number three, your affection. Your affection is a seed. Number four, your life. Your life itself is a seed. Number five, your words are seeds. And number six, your business is also a seed. You can use all these things to sow them to see what you want to see in the future. But you have to know that the seed is just not for today. Your seed is also for tomorrow so if if you have your fruit and your seed today don't just look at what's popping right now look at and, ha and have eyes for the seed because seed will give you something for tomorrow i have a uh, th three characteristics i guess some water really helped me i have three characteristics that i want to talk about tonight about the seed and um i know it's going to bless you if you're ready to be blessed say, i'm ready all right here we go number one where you're planted matters. Can you say that after me? Say, where I'm planted, it matters. Now, what do you mean about that? You know, Pastor, what are you talking about? I came here. I'm trying to hear some different types of words. You're talking about seeds and plants and fruits. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't come here for this. 
But let me tell you something. There's revelation in this, and you're going to get it in a minute. Where you're planted matters. Where the seed is planted will be determined also where you will be rooted. Someone say, being rooted. Be rooted. Say it again. Say, be rooted. Where you're planted matters because where your seed is planted will be where you are also rooted. You know, you can come to school. You know, many of us came here. Uh, some of us came here from abroad, came here to school here. You can school here all you want as an international student. You can do whatever you want. But until you get your permanent residence, until you get this document in your hands, until you get a job, you get a car, you get a house, you get all these things, you can be here, but you may not be rooted here yet. You see, you can be in a location but not be rooted in it. You can be in a church but not be connected to it. You can be in a business and not be actually be a partner of the business. In fact, they don't even bring you to business partner meetings. They just let you be an employee. They say, you'll be an employee, but we're going to handle things. You can be somewhere and not be connected to it, is what I'm trying to tell you. So where you're planted matters because where you're planted is where you find your roots. Now, the th thank you so much. Now, the great thing about this, man, I, when God told me this, I was just like tripping up. Uh, God was telling me this. He said, Kofi, pay attention to the scripture. I said, uh, God, all right, I I'm ready to listen to you. He said, where you're planted matters and where you're rooted matters. And he said, I want to tell you something, son. Tell my people tonight, tell them this, that they shouldn't get angry when their roots are behave like branches in their lives. Because it means they were never there for the right reasons. If you understand this word and if you understand this analogy, you understand this thing right here. That branches are very easily broken, but roots, <laughs> it takes a whole village to uproot a tree that has been there forever. Now, if you have a branch in your life, if you have somebody that's been in your life, don't expect them to do root-like behavior when they're just a branch in your life. Am I preaching here tonight? Y'all make, making me sweat up here. And I'm like, what the heck is it? Hey, listen. If you have roots in your life, roots recognize roots, okay? A root will say this in your life. A root will say, listen, I know I'm pissed off at you right now. I know that it's not working right now. I know that I'm so mad at you, but I can't leave you because we're connected by spirit. We're connected by destiny. That's root talk. A branch would say things are going wrong. I'm out of here. There's no money. I'm gone. Branches always want what they can get from you because branches are only looking for the fruit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can I preach in this place tonight? Can branches are only a place to host the fruit. But roots are the place where the nutrients happen. Roots are the place where the seed, it comes from the seed. So if your life is a seed, it means that everything that flows from your life is connected to you. That means that roots cannot leave you. It doesn't matter how hard it is. They cannot leave you because they are connected to you because they have something you have. Spiritual DNA. Give God a clap right there. You know what? Can we do this real quick? Can we clap for all the branches that left our life in 2017? Oh my God. Oh my God. Can you clap for the flaky people that left you? Can you clap for the naysayers that left you? Can you clap for all those people that left you? Listen, tap two people say they needed to go. If they didn't go, you wouldn't be where you are right now. If they didn't go, you wouldn't be in 2018. Some people's friendship expired on December 31st of last year. Some people's friendship expired. And you know what? You don't even owe them an explanation. Just don't respond. Because when you recognize that a root is behaving like a branch, all you have to do is cut it off. Take two scissors right here. Take two scissors. Cut them off.
cut them off. Someone say, won't he do it? He's going to do it. If God did it before, he's going to do it again. If you sowed it, you're going to see it. My God, I feel God in this place right now. I feel God in this place right now. Are you hearing this word? Roots are hard to destroy, but branches are easily broken. You can't destroy a root that easily. But branches, they flake off so easily. Point number two. Darkness and stillness are not always a bad thing. Some people say this, pastor, some people say, I'm just in this place in my life where everything is just dark. Like, I'm not hearing God. You know, and if you're in that place, there's grace for you. But sometimes people come to me and they say, pastor, I can't hear God right now. Or I'm in a place in my life where it's dark, there's stillness, I can't hear anything. Nothing's making sense to me right now. And I told them, listen, it's not always a bad thing if you're not hearing from God. It's not always a bad thing if it's dark in your life. Because when it comes to the seed, it needs to go underground. There's some times where you won't be able to see something. But it's just a matter of time before what's underground comes to the surface level. If you're in a darkness, it means that you're about to spring forth. So if you really want to know if you're about to spring forth, just understand and say, God is dark right now. I started this business and no money's coming in. I went into this relationship and he ain't treating me right. I'm doing everything right and it's still not working. It just means that you're on the verge of a miracle. But because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. preaching to five people here tonight five people here tonight five people here tonight if it's dark it's not always a bad thing number three take your notes number three you can't eat your seed for this analogy your business your affection your talent your giftings you can't eat those things can you physically take your talent i play guitar can i eat can i eat my talent Dave, you have a business. Let's clap for him. He just launched his business. That's so amazing. We're going to pray for him at the end. Please, all the businesses that have started, we're going to pray for you guys at the end and launch you guys for it. But, but you have a business. He has a fitness business. And, uh, you know, and I'm a member of that, and I, and I patronize his business. And, and it, but, but answer this question. Can you eat your fitness business? You can't eat it. Can, can you eat? You, you do makeup. Can you eat that gifting? Because giftings are something that's innate. It's something that God has placed there. You can't eat the seed, but you can eat what the seed can produce. We, we, can't, we can't eat the mango seed here, but we can eat what the mango seed can produce. The mango seed will produce a mango, but it takes time. It takes energy. It takes talent. And so I'm going to say this in this moment, and I want you to quote me on it, put me everywhere on it, tell everybody that this crazy pastor at Carlton said this, and, and I'm going to tweet it everywhere. Do not be so in love with the produce that you don't manage your product. Okay? Don't be so in love with the produce, which is the fruit, which is what has come out. Don't be so in love with that that you don't manage the product because it's the product that will continue to produce the produce. You don't look at what's next you will always be living in the now and every year is a cycle my new year's resolution new year's resolution new year's resolution why don't you just wake up and do something why don't you just wake up and take a step oh you guys haven't heard me preach in a long time here Whew. why don't you just wake up and take a step why don't you just do it because the bible says that you have to understand this that if you have a gifting from god that faith without works Faith without works is dead. So I say this in this analogy. Don't be in love too much with the produce. Oh, it's open. Oh, don't worry. It's open. 
It's seeds. Something will come forth. It's seeds. <laughs> it's seeds. Thank God for seeds. Uh, but, but, but if you're so in love with the produce, you won't have time to focus on the product. So you have to put your eyes on the product and then you will see the what? The produce. Let's, let's do it one more time. If you put your eyes on the product, you will see what? One more time. If you see, put your eyes on the product, you will see the what? So a lot of us, this is what we do. We are so in love with the produce. We're so in love with what the, the product can bring us. That God has given you everything you need on earth now. Not tomorrow. I know you heard, you know, God can give it to you if you pray. If you pray, God will give it to you. That's great and it, it works. But can I bring you to a higher level of revelation tonight? Can I bring you? It's not that God hasn't given it to you. He has. But he gave it to you in the seed form. God gave you everything you need in a packaged seed. Now, here we are. This is what we're doing, okay? Can you hold this for me? Every time I, we're not in the theater, you're my preaching buddy. So come and stand in, all right? Let's go in the light so they can see you. Clap for her. Clap for her. Come all right, clap for her. Now, this is what it's like. God has come in heaven. He, you know... Shayla's parents came together, produced her, and, you know, when God brought her to this earth, he gave her talents, he gave her giftings, he gave her abilities, and now you're looking at yourself like, I'm not talented. Buddy, you are the greatest administrator we've ever seen. I'm not talented. I'm not on stage. What? Are you kidding me? You can do things that none of us can do. You can put colors together. You can draw. You can do things. I can't draw. Have you seen me draw? Stick man. God has placed specific talents, specific giftings on the inside of you. But you just haven't realized it because you are looking for the produce. The produce is flashy. The produce is readily available. Now let me break this down to you so you understand it. The produce is like saying this. All right. I want a business, but I don't have everything it takes to have this business now. Like you can say, I, 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 I want this, I, I want a flashy car, I want a home, I want this, I want that. God, give me all of this. And God says, I've given it to you already in the seed form. Don't cry because you don't have it. Just be able to take your seeds out and start planting them. They are, you, they're already in your hands. You already have everything that you need. You just have to put it together. Are you with me tonight? You have it all together. So God began to speak to me. Stand right there. God began to speak to me and said this, that, that, that we, we, we're, we're sitting with the seeds and we're mad that, that the seeds that we have haven't manifested into fruit yet. So we're looking for the fruit, yet we have the seed. That's why many of us are frustrated. That's why many of us can't get it right. That's why many of us keep falling, keep getting up. This God thing is not working. I thought if I go to God that he would give me everything that I need. Listen, he already has in the seed form. And so you're holding all these talents, all these giftings, all these abilities on the seed form. But you're looking for the fruit because nobody shows the seed. Everyone shows. I'm preaching better than you're clapping, seriously. No one. No, you're not going to wake up in the morning and say, can I have uh, for breakfast, I want three seeds of orange, three apple seeds. Um, can you get me one? Yeah, a mango seed. Yeah, all of those. I want all of those. You know what? I'm going to a potluck and I'm bringing just apple seeds and orange seeds. If you do that, God bless you. But in my culture where I'm from, if you do that, you get, you, you know. 
Where's the fufu? You know? And so, you, you, you don't come bringing seeds because everybody's looking for the produce, but nobody's paying attention to the product. So you have it on the inside of you. So we need to stop being frustrated about what we cannot yet see because we have everything we need. If we just spend enough time just focusing and trying to better ourselves on the giftings we already have, one day I prophesy that all the things that were on the inside of you, the world will begin to look for what's on the inside of you. But it won't come by osmosis. It will come by you taking your talent, taking your gifting, and going into hiding. Because the moment you have a seed, it has to go underground. The moment you realize your gift, you have to go into hiding. You can't just say you have a gift and then walk on the stage like, I can preach. I know I can preach. I know it's easy. You think this thing is easy? You think it's easy to hear from God? You think it's easy to pray for eight hours today and you listen to worship? Oh, I love it, so it's not, it's not hard. But do you think that, do you think it's easy to just sit at one place and just research and research and research about seeds, about the different, do you think that's easy? No, it takes dedication. It's taking time for me to get to this level. It's taking years for me to get to this level. I didn't just didn't wake up and just wasn't talented. But if you, if you go back and hear my first sermon, you'll cry. God can use you. I mean, he can. But there was not much to it other than passion. But I had to, please be seated. I had to put my passion here. Uh, put, put all the zeal I had, I had to just put it on the top shelf. And then I had to go back and say, if I really want to do this thing, I'm going to need training. So you know what? Instead of me doing my master's in social work, I'm going to go to Bible school. Because if I said that I want to do this thing, I want to be the best orator that I can possibly be. I want to be the best communicator that I can possibly be. I want to, I want to exposite the, the scriptures and exegete the scriptures so well that people say, where is this guy coming from? So what did I do? I went to Bible school. And, and by the grace of God, I'm on my last semester. I'm about to finish. We thank God. Oh, is that how you celebrate your pastor? I'm, I'm going to, come on, come on. Oh, I'm going to be dishing you guys better food and you're mad. Come on. Please be seated. I'm about to finish. I just have a couple courses. My last semester starts, uh, starts next weekend. And I have my master's in theology and church history. And I'll be able to just give you deeper revelation of things you've never seen before. And it's, begin, it's just getting better and just getting better and just getting better. But it's taking time. I had to go into hiding. Times I'd be up praying at night. Times I'd be watching other preachers. Times I'd be trying to say, when will I ever get to the point where I could just flow and not look at my notes? When will I ever get to, I, I ask God those type of questions. When can I get to the point, God, where I can just stand up here and whatever you say per second, I can say. Well, can I get to the point, God, where I don't have to just, I, don't, I come with my notes, but when I come on stage, God, whatever your spirit wills, I do. Can I, can I get to that point? And God said, I'll, I'll take you to that point, but it takes spending time with me. Because if you have a gift and you don't know how to use it, go to the giver of the gift. If you have a talent and you have not yet produced from the talent, go to the giver of the talent and say, God, you've given me all these talents. You know, the Bible says a certain man came and he gave man a certain number of talents and one of them took the talents he had and he didn't even do anything with it. He didn't sow it. He didn't do anything. He just kept it and said, listen, what you've given me, I've given back to you. You think God is just waiting for the same talent he gave you when you were from birth to you give it back to him when you're in heaven? Oh, you didn't get that. He's waiting for you to not just have it and maintain it, but to increase it and get better at it. 
You're not supposed to stay at the same level. That's why people say, oh, it's a new year, it's a new me. Did you change physically? Did, did you get taller? Did you? No, nothing happened. Nothing happened. What happened was that it was a reset, and in your mind, you began to think of, I need to start doing this thing now. It was momentum that was pushed. It was saying, listen, I need to just get better. I need to go harder. I need to get this thing right. But what if we had that mentality every day of the week? We wouldn't have to wait for the 31st day of December, the first day of January, to push into a new realm, to, to switch gears. We would say every day we switch gears. Every day we get better. Every day we go higher. I want you to write this thing down and said, every day I'm going to get better. I'm going to get higher. I'm going to do greater things for God. Because if you don't, Somebody will. Thank you so much, Shane. Clap for her. God began to speak to me, church, and said this. That if he's given you the seed, he's given you the plan, he's given you everything you need, he's given you the seed, and you're waiting for the manifestation of the fruit, and he's given you the seed... God told me this, he said, listen, your job is not to grow the seed. Your job is to be faithful with what he's giving. God grows the seed. You're looking at this and saying, how can this seed be an apple? That's where our problem is. We're looking at what God gave us and said, how can you bring together my administrative skills, my business mentality, my spiritual giftings? Those are all so far apart. How can I bring them together to be able to do something that will shake this planet? And that's exactly what God is saying. God is saying, I've given it to you. Put it together and put it to work. If you look at 1 Corinthians 3, 6 to 8. 1 Corinthians Three, six, eight. Yeah, yeah, we can help him. You can help me on this. Are we there? First Corinthians. Let's read this together. Here we go. One, two, three. Go. I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the increase. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. That's a division of labor. Okay? Division of labor. I planted, someone watered, <laughs> and God gave the increase. So if you're looking at me, you're saying, Pastor, you, I, you weren't making any sense. You said that I'm not supposed to grow it. Because the job of increase is not up to you. The job of it becoming from a seed to fruit, that's not you. Your job is to say, God gave you a seed, let someone water it. God gave you a seed, water it yourself. God gave you a seed, put fertilizer on it. God gave you something, let it grow. Watch after it. Be faithful. Be a steward of what I've given you. And I will bring the increase. You don't need to worry about it. God will bring the increase. Tap two people say, God will bring it. God will bring the increase. Pastor, how am I going to do this? Pastor, how am I going to make it? I don't know how I'm going to do it. God said, listen, just do what I told you. I've given you everything you need. Just water it. Watch after it. 
and I will bring the increase. I will grow it. I will make things that be not as though they are. I will begin to fashion things that look like they can't come together and I will bring them together. But pastor, my CGPA is like this. Listen, God just said, just be faithful. Just be a faithful steward of what I've given you. I will bring the increase. What is the increase? Increase of finances, increase of job, increase in your life, increase on every side. I will bring it. Just be faithful. Just be faithful with what I've given you. And you will see that I will bring the increase. Thank you, Jesus. I got three points for you. Stick up three fingers in the air. If you're ready, I got three points for you. You ready? Let's go. Number one. We want these seeds that are in our lives. You can put them down. We want these seeds that are in our lives, these talents, these giftings, these abilities that are on the inside of us. We want all these giftings, all these talents to become fruits. Do we not? Do we not? Am I in the right room? Does somebody actually want to make something out of their life? Like, do you actually want to? Because you will. You have the seeds. But if you don't make it to the point whereby it's being fruitful and you're seeing the fruit and the produce of it, don't blame God. God said he will bring the increase. That's a promise. God will bring the increase. Someone has to plant, someone has to water, he will bring the increase. Number one, your climate matters. Your climate. You, you don't just grow any type of seed anywhere. You don't grow, grow any type of fruit anywhere. You want oranges, you go to Florida. Everybody knows that different fruits grow in different climates. That's what environments are for. So our environment will actually determine what comes out of us. You want, you know, I was in, when I was in high school, you know, I, I did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but I made sure that when it came to academics, I hung out with the smartest people. Smartest people ever. And I mean, I was all right in school. But because I hung out with the smartest people, my average grades in grade 11 became excellent grades in grade 12. Because when I wanted to chill, they were studying. And I mean, they're my friends. So if I'm not studying, then I look like I'm the outcast. So I said, all right, cool, let's study. So all of a sudden, because I changed my environment and I changed my climate, it, it, it brought something out of me that I didn't know was even there. You see, if you take a seed that's being meant to be sown in Africa and you sow it here, you will never see anything because it needs climate for the best in it to come out. Oh my gosh. I'm teaching tonight. You need, you need, you need the proper climate in order to bring out. So you keep, people keep, you know, I'm a pastor, so people see me, you know, all the time and tell me different things and sometimes people will come to me to say pastor my prayer life is down or pastor I, I, I can't do this or I'm, I've been suffering with this addiction I just can't break it off and all these things are happening and I tell them listen one thing that you can do I know prayer is good it's amazing I know worship is great it's great so all the seeds you can sow it's great it does things it shifts things I'm not disputing that but one thing you can actually do to change things is change your friends because that's one thing you have control over You actually have control of your environment. You can control your atmosphere. You can control what happens around you. You decide where you go. You decide what you want to see. You decide. So what happens is that if you're not producing at a level of maximum impact, look at the people around you. Because the people around you should actually produ be producing more than what you're producing. So you always feel as though you have to catch up. So you'll never be at the same level. Number two. Choose your fertilizers properly. Okay? Choose your fertilizers properly. 
natural fertilizers cause the product to grow. Proverbs 11:14 says this, in the multitude of counsels, there is safety. So if you want the gifting on the inside of you to come out the more, watch your environments, but get somebody who's watching over your gift. Get somebody who's watching, get a mentor, get somebody, get a spiritual father, get somebody, have a pastor, have somebody who's watching over your, 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 the, your development so you know that you're not staying at the same level, you're increasing, you're getting better from one level to another. And the last point, don't cut off your access to water. Don't cut off your access to water. Let's be on our feet tonight. Don't cut off your access to water. John 4.14 says that Jesus is the living water. And if you come to him, you will thirst no more. Jesus is the living water. So it means that if you have a seed and the seed demands water, you have to spend time with Jesus. And as you spend time with the Savior, your dry places in your life, they start getting watered and watered and watered to the point whereby what's in you comes out of you. Because if you didn't know this, that's one of the mandates of us in life, that we are to do what God has commanded us to do, do what he's commissioned us to do. What's in you has to come out of you. It must come out. If you have giftings and talents, don't sit on them. Put them to use. Put them to work. There's so, there's so many things to do in the church. Put them to work. Let the giftings on your life now begin to work for you. Let, let it begin to now not just work for you in the church, but work for you in the marketplace. Now begin to now create money off of what God has placed on the inside of you. Because he's giving you everything that you need. That house you want is right here and right here. That car you've been dreaming of is right here and right here. It's in your mind and in your spirit. God has given you the capability, the capacity to do that which you need to do. But we need to tap into it and say, God, we are not going to sit on our talents, sit on our giftings, but we're actually going to do something. We're actually going to do something. Now God began to speak to me as I was preparing tonight. He said, we're going to pray for people tonight in this place who need living water. Because one of the worst things of a seed is you can have the seed be exposed to fertilizer, Seed can be exposed to sunlight, but without water, without Jesus, who are we? Why don't we just talk to God for a few minutes? Let's just talk to him. I don't know where you're dry in your life. I don't know if it's in your spiritual walk with God. I don't know if it's, I don't know what level you are right now with God where it's dry, where it's, I need some fresh living water to flow into my life. I don't know where it is right now. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what level you are right now. But can you begin to speak to God and say, God, whatever areas were dry, I just need you. I need you, the living water, the true living water. I need you. Begin to speak out right now. It doesn't matter what level you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. See, pray today, shut up. Even if you're watching online right now, you're saying, Pastor, I need this living water. I, I need 
I need this living water. Come on. Begin to speak out in this place. The way you guys are quiet, I don't know. Come on. Begin to speak out in this place. God, I need this living water. God, I need this living water. I need this living water. I need this living water. You have seeds on the inside of you, but you need this living water. God, I need the living water. I need the living water. I need the living water. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Why would you do God's work if you're disconnected from the source? God, I need you. God, I need you. Why would you continue to go on in life when you know you're not connected to the water? You're dried up. Your spiritual life is dried up. The seed is just there and the seed cannot produce because no water is entering the seed. You need water for the seed to produce. God, water me. Water me. Water me. Now real quick, you say, Pastor, I want some prayer. I need some water in my life. I need the Spirit of God. I want you to come. We have so much space in this altar tonight. I want us to minister to you. I want to pray for you tonight. Personally, I want to pray for you. You're sitting here saying, Pastor, this is for me. I need this living water. I need the living water to be in me. I need it. I've been dry. I've been dry. I got this thing. I know. I know I've been dry. I need the living water to be on the inside of me. Come on. All over this place. Just walk to this front. Just walk to the front. If there's anybody like that. If there's anybody like that, if there's anybody like that, come on. If there's anybody like that, come on, clap for them as they come. Is there anybody like that? Pastor, I need this living water. Pastor, I need this living water. I need, I don't know what you're talking about, but I need this living water. I need it. I need it. I need it. There's space all over this place. I said, Pastor, I need this living water. Listen, I need this living water. I need it. I need it. What is this living water? It's Jesus. You're saying, I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.